Tally-ho! Junk food supper. 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 Welcome to Junk Food Supper. This is the podcast where pretty much every week we get together to talk about crazy, wacky, weird ass movies. I am Parker, joined as always by Sean Byron in LA. Sean Byron, how are you doing? I'm doing not too bad, all things considered. Well, what things are you considering? Well, I'm considering the movie that we'll be talking about later on the show. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Looks like the. uh, the other shoe is on the wrong foot for you, huh? How it doesn't feel so good when you're on the other end of a terrible movie, huh? Well, it, it might not feel so good, but also, as I outlined earlier, not too bad either. You oh, know, okay. Well, all things considered. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I, all right. Maybe I was a little too defensive here. I mean, it, it could be that this movie was sold to me as something that I would absolutely hate. Maybe that's why, you know, I, I went in with my guard up and was able to maintain sanity. Who knows? But hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not clawing my eyeballs out or anything. All right. Well, maybe that's how I should sell every single movie to you from now on. Is You're really going to hate this one. It's called Escape from New York by John Carpenter. <laughs> I, honestly, I think it might be a, a wise tactic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. I guess we'll see how that goes. But uh but have you watched uh, anything else? We're in the home stretch here. Next week, we're going to be talking to Kevin about our, our top movies of 2023 lists. Have you been boning up? You, are, you, are you prepared? Well, would you hold it against me if I considered for my list of top movies of the year the television program, The Curse? It's on Letterboxd. So, I mean, maybe it's a movie. I think... Like a lot of people get upset, like if a TV show's on Letterboxd, I think that it's perfectly reasonable if the entire run of the show has one director. I think that's a TV show. But if it's a new director every episode, that's a TV show. That's where I draw the line. So I don't know what the curse has. I know it's probably at least two, right? It's Nathan and Benny Safdie. So maybe that's a TV show. It might be all Nathan. I'm not sure. Okay. It it might. Yeah, I would have to look, but... Basically, you would not hold it against me. Let's presume it is all Nathan. If it's all Nathan, then that's perfectly reasonable to me. Even if it's Nathan and Safdie, I would say that's good. But if it's a different, if there's more than two, then maybe that's a TV show. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm not considering it because it's not that good. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) But again, also, much like my mood this week, not that bad either. I, I got to the end of it this week. I was surprised that I was able to catch up in time for the uh, the finale. And surprised, I came out of the, the season mildly positive on the entire experience. Are you still only one episode deep? Yeah, I haven't watched any more yet. I, I've, been re- I've been watching some other shows. Like, I, I think I'll probably get to it. Like, I... Based on how much I didn't like the first episode, I feel like it's the kind of show that I, I should probably watch while painting Warhammers and not actually pay attention to at this point. Yeah, I, only I, I, I pay, think that... Pay 50% of attention. Yeah, and, and there will be scenes that will probably draw your attention where you can put down 
your little orc man and, you know, point your <laughs> eyeballs towards the screen. But yeah, probably a lot of it you can just get through osmosis, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't really need to pay attention to the whole 20 minute scene in the first episode where they talk about like tiny penises. It's like, I, <laughs> I could just listen to that and kind of glean the gist. I don't have to listen to 20 minutes of improv about the cherry tomato boys. Like I, I fucking get it, you know? Yeah, well, and certainly you probably didn't need to lay eyeballs on Nathan Fielder's little crank. <laughs> that too, yeah. Well, actually, that might have been the highlight of the episode, maybe. Oh, really? Okay, well, um, I, do like, I, do like I won't peen. spoil whether or not that little crank becomes a prominent feature on the show, but it might. Okay, well, all right. Well, maybe that's something to get excited about, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I was excited to see No One Will Save You. That uh, oh, yeah, yeah. recent-ish sci-fi horror alien abduction kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You catch this? I did, yeah. I I didn't like it as much as everybody else. Like, I think like the first 20 minutes are like a masterpiece, and then it just kind of keeps going. Uh, but I think it's very good. It's very I like I like the no talking thing. I think it's got a lot going for it, but I, I wasn't in love with it the way other people are. How did you feel about it? I was fairly underwhelmed, i got to be honest. It just felt like uh, pretty much any other alien abduction movie I had seen before. I don't don't really know that it added very much. And I am, I mean, as much as I like the standard Graylian design, Mm -hmm. in 2023, I am starting to feel like, is it time for a new standard alien design? Like this, I don't know, this look is a little bit played out by now. Yeah. I mean, oddly enough, I feel like the gray aliens don't get a lot of movies about them. Like I think in pop culture, they're probably played out, but there's not like a ton of movies that actually have, it's like communion, this. Alien autopsy, the Fox special, maybe debatably not a movie, but as gripping as most movies. True. So yeah, like on screen, they're kind of, kind of, you know, they don't get a lot of screen time, I think, but but certainly in pop culture, they're a little bit played out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it was not bad. It, I, you know, if you're in the mood for something like that, I, I think it kind of fits the bill. It's kind of, you know, it, it's got some action beats. It, even if it is kind of formulaic and predictable, you know, it, it delivers some goods. Um, also saw the Spider-Mans, the cartoons, both oh. of those Spider-Man cartoons. How did you feel about those? I like them. I actually like them a lot. Um, Ah. I don't think I'm as over the moon as some people. Like, I don't feel like these are the number one and two most incredible cartoon movies of all time. Like, I think some people feel, I feel like the animation is, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like on occasion, I thought it looked kind of dumb. Like uh, sometimes when it's just like dialogue scenes between two human characters, it reminded me of that final fantasy movie from a million years ago where it was just kind Mm -hmm. of like uncanny Valley, just, you know, CG faces talking at each other, but the action scenes were incredible. And I loved how it would change its animation style, especially in that second one where it's like just adopting a lot of cool styles that kind of match the characters that are in those segments. I thought that was great. Um, Mm -hmm. And just the, you know, the colors looked awesome and just, it's a cool popcorn roller coaster ride type experience, you know? 
Yeah, I'm glad you like those. I thought that I thought maybe you would like those because yeah, the animation is super fun, um, very inventive, especially the second one where they work in like Gwen's story has like all those watercolors as opposed to like yeah. the comic booky style and stuff. Yeah, and so, I liked uh, I liked <laughs> Nick Cage's vocal performance as uh, huh? Spider Man Noir or whatever that was. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, John Mulaney, I think, is Spider Ham. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fun performance. So yeah, the only thing I don't like about those two movies is that the second one just kind of ends in the middle. I think that's rude. Well, you know, I was thinking about that, and maybe I again came in came into the movie with the benefit of like that expectation, you know, and, and so it didn't bother me as much. But also, I feel like that is kind of how the middle part of a trilogy goes, right? It, I mean, Empire Strikes Back is pretty much the same thing. The story is not complete. Our heroes are in peril and it's kind of a launching point for that third movie. And I think if you look at this as just, you know, the middle part of a trilogy, that makes sense, right? Yeah. It feels like, I don't know. It just like feels so abrupt, like in at least like a lot of the stuff happening in empire, like kind of wraps up that, that leg of the tour, you know, like Han is taken away. Luke is now like officially a Jedi. Like there's like, some stuff that denote a chapter break towards in this, I don't, I don't think there is like, I think it's just like, okay, we ran out of time. we got to take a break kind of a thing. But I think once I see the the third part, like if I watch them all back to back or something, like I, I probably will no longer have this criticism. Like once it's a full movie, I think I won't mind. Well, good news for you. you you've only got to wait, what, 15 years or something. I feel like they keep delaying this thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to come out in like March or April, and now it's, yeah, like the end of summer or something like that, so I guess we'll see. Damn, dude. Well, and speaking of Nick Cage, the final thing that I saw was Dream Scenario, which I uh, I, I did something that I never do, coming off the heels of proclaiming I was going to spend less money on streaming, I plopped down 20 bucks for a single movie on, on a digital platform and watched Dream Scenario. What is Dream Scenario? Oh, well, that's the new Nicolas Cage film starring Nicolas Cage okay. as a man who <laughs> is appearing in people's dreams. Have you not seen this trailer? No, I don't. I No, I have not. He's like a regular schmo. He's like a professor at a college or something, but not like a big deal kind of a guy who one day just discovers that, you know, random people, some people that he knows, even people that he doesn't know, report to him, hey, I recognize you from my dreams. And it turns out he's just showing up in everybody's dreams and he doesn't know why. And then it kind of goes from there. But um, I loved it. Really loved it. Uh, mm. It's kind of a newish director. I, I don't have the name here, but it, I think it's a foreign dude who did some couple, maybe a couple foreign pictures that people liked, but not a guy that was on my radar before this came out. He was smart, I guess, to pair up with Nick Cage, a guy that will get him on my radar. And uh, I thought the result was incredible. If, if you like, uh, you know, if you like um, things like being John Malkovich or Adaptation or and just Charlie Kaufman in general, I guess it's kind of got that vibe. But uh, I would totally recommend Dream Scenario. Okay. That sounds interesting. I like, you know, it's been a long time since they put out a Freddy movie. I need a good guy in your dreams movie, you know? Yeah. Well, 
And Nick Cage, I think, is second only to Robert England in terms of delivering the line, welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> I think that's probably true. What about you? Did yeah. you see anything good? Or do you have any recommendations for me for my final week before my list will be complete? Um, well, A Haunting in Venice is really good. I okay. just talked to my man Frisbee. He liked it a lot, too. So if you like those other two, you might want to squeeze that one in. I still haven't finished the second one. I gave it about oh, okay. 15 minutes, and I was like, I'm not really in the mood for this, and the CG was kind of bumming me out. But do you think I can skip that and go straight to the third one? Yeah, they, yeah. they're not really too tied together. Um, so yeah, I would say maybe skip it, go to do do the third one and then go back to the second one. Cause yeah, the second one, I like it. I think it's good, but the CG, like they filmed it during the pandemic and you can really tell cause there's a lot of green screens and stuff. Yeah. Maybe skip right ahead and then, and then get back. But, uh, or maybe watch the second one and then the third one will seem all the more better by comparison. You could always do that, but, uh, or just give me a phone call right before I'm about to watch it and tell me that it's a piece of shit. I could also do that for you too, yeah. Um, yeah, so try that one out. I mean, this movie's like garbage. <laughs> but I, I did watch a movie. I've only watched one, I think, all year. One 2023 20, movie because I'm slacking. I've been watching too much uh, Dexter and Breaking Bad and stuff. But I watched uh, Talk to Me, the Australian film. Oh, wonderful. I, I think it was last week that I was recommending that you give this a try because I thought it would be right up your alley. I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, it was pretty spooky. Uh, I really like, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler because it's in like the trailers and stuff, but like I really like the, the idea of ghosts as like a viral TikTok challenge, you know, like the cinnamon challenge or like the you know, the Tide Pods or whatever it is, you know, like as like a silly little thing, like Salvia Challenge and then putting the videos on TikTok. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. And then they kind of like drop that idea about halfway through, which I was like, eh, keep it. That's a, such a good idea. Like it kind of becomes a little bit more conventional at like the halfway point, which um, is probably like my only real criticism of it. Yeah, I thought it was it was spooky and fun. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought the cast was good. Um and again, just so you know, resourceful for them to put together an original feeling horror movie for what I would imagine was not very much money. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been making horror movies now for what over a hundred years, and the fact that they came up with something that I felt like was pretty novel and didn't feel at all like something I had seen before was kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun, a fun conceit about talking to ghosts, <clears throat> and then. Not to spoil it, but that ending, the way like it, like the very end, anytime a movie can do something like that, I love it. Like, I love that kind of ending. It's just always, it always tickles me. So, you're talking about uh, the ending where mid credits, the ginger weed man comes out and blazes <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's, that's what I'm talking about. He's on all the franchises these days, the ginger weed man well, showing up know, everywhere. It's box office gold. Mm hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's all I've seen. I got to maybe try to, I mean, we're watching three movies in one week for junk food next week, which seems insurmountable after all these weeks of only doing one movie. Uh, but 
I'll try to squeeze in another 2023 movie or two. I still need to see that When Evil Lurks. I think that's maybe the highest movie on my list still. Oh, yeah. What's the deal with that one? It's A24 or what is that? I don't know. It's like a South American movie. I'm not sure uh, which country of origin, but it's like a very spooky like demon movie. It was released theatrically for at least a few weeks here. So it might be A24. Like it might have some studio behind it. But yeah, it was... Um, I think oh, actually maybe Shutter, Shutter was behind yeah. it. Yeah, Shutter and IFC. Yeah, so I've heard nothing but good things about that one. So I want to try to check that one out. Yeah, it looks looks cool from Argentina. Ah, there you go. I like their steaks. Yeah, well, the steaks are high in this movie. I mean, it's a matter of good versus evil, <laughs> life and death, you know? Sure, of course, yeah. And maybe there might be a vampire. Who knows? Where evil lurks could be a vampire, and then there'd be steaks of a different kind. Wooden ones. <laughs> lots, lots and lots of steaks. A vampire attacks a beef farmer in this movie. I mean, it's in really Las crazy. Vegas? <laughs> Indeed. Lots of steaks. Damn, dude. Well, speaking of steaks, I've got a segment for you that I'm about to you know, launch upon you because I... I very consciously did not reveal to you, Mr. Bowman, what my plan was for this segment on top of the show. But it's a game show. It's a little game show segment with very high stakes uh, that I'm calling the IMDb Parents Guide Game Full Moon Edition. And I, I hope Ooh. this is exciting for you. Um, yeah. But basically, the, the concept is I'm going to give you some clues from the actual imdb parents guide of a full moon feature um if you're able to guess the movie initially it's going to be worth three points per movie uh but as i give more and more clues i'm going to dwindle down those points so after i give you what i feel like is an appropriate amount of clues i'm going to cut that down to two points and then later cut it down to one point um but there's a lot of entries in this parents guide okay a lot of these full moon movies are pretty similar, so this might be difficult, but I, I've seen so many of them that if anybody's going to do well at this, it's going to be me. I, You know, I've got confidence in you. Um, unfortunately, you don't have anybody to play against here on the show. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> I was thinking of calling up Kevin and, and seeing if he wanted to play, but he's not answering his phone at the moment. Um but hopefully, you know, listeners at home, maybe they'll play along in their heads and, and compare their um, their performance with yours, Bowman. But uh, without further ado, the first movie that we're going to be talking about here uh, got an R rating from the MPAA. Uh, it's rated R for strong graphic horror slash fantasy violence, a strong mm-hmm. sex scene with nudity and strong language. And that's that's what the MPAA says. Now let me give you let me give you a, a clue or two from the parents' guide. Things that happened in here. Okay. We see three severed heads in a man's bed. Blood is visible. I don't know if that does anything for you. Uh, not so far. Well, what about a man is killed by leeches? Substantial blood is shown. Graphic. That's an extra little <laughs> word in parentheses at the end. Graphic. Graphic blood. Um, well, I feel like this has to be a Puppet Master movie, because getting killed by leeches is not normal. Do you, do you like, want to make a guess? 
I don't know. I don't know what Puppet Master movie has three severed heads in a bed, though. A woman is killed with a firewood poker. However, we do not see it. We only see a blood splatter. Well, that's, that hardly sounds memorable. I don't well, know what I... about a man committing suicide by shooting himself in the mouth? There is a blood splatter behind him. Graphic. Okay, okay this is definitely Puppet Master 1, then. Who's the best bowman of all time? I'm three points for this. <laughs> Congratulations. It is Puppet Master 1 from 1989, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. That, you nailed that. that. Yeah, that poker scene, it does happen on screen, kind of. They just don't show the impact. So I was thinking it was like an off-screen kill that we only hear about. So that that kind of threw me. But yeah. All right, Puppet Master 1. Could be that, you know, this uh, Parents Guide dude was watching some sort of bogus cut of the movie, some sort of TV edit. Maybe he's watching it on an aeroplane. Who knows? <laughs> Could be. But next up, we have a movie that is rated PG-13. Uh, for reasons that are not specified, but I will give you some clues here. So uh, start off with an easy clue or, or a, a not very helpful clue. Uh, towards the end, there's some insinuation about one character showering together with another. Okay. All right. So only the insinuation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four uses of the word fuck. Okay. In a PG-13 movie? I guess so, yeah. Um, right. Multiple uses of shit, bitch, bitchin', dickin', god damn it, ass, kick your ass, don't piss me off, pissed, I'll see you in hell, hell, and what the hell. All right. That's, that's a lot of vulgarity for this <laughs> PG-13 movie in which a punk band is singing in a club and the lyrics are questionable. The lyrics are questionable. Is this, if I guess, am I like out? Like, is that how this game works? Or do I, do I get more than one guess? Uh, we'll give you three guesses. How three about guesses? That? Is, is it trancers? Man, you are killing this game. You're getting three <laughs> points. <laughs> ah, wonderful. Who's the best bowman of all the time? The best bowman of all time. It is trancers. Yeah. Excellent. I do remember that punk rock band from Trancers. I did not realize it was PG-13. Yeah, from 1984. Okay. PG-13, certificate number 27593, dude. Come on. Perfect. The next movie is rated R in the United States, although I think there is an unrated cut as well. Okay. Um, first clue, a man's testicles get assaulted. Sounds like my kind of movie. All right. All right, a prostitute's breasts and full frontal nudity are shown during a sex scene. Oral sex is performed on her. Okay, all right. Now, a third one that is listed separately from the other two. A man's testicles are assaulted. <laughs> okay. It's, it does say that in two different parts of this page. Um, one use of the word fuck... The main character is drunk in one scene. Is and, this oh? Is this the film Castle Freak? Dude, you are getting these with an alarmingly <laughs> vague amount of clues. I love Full Moon. What can I tell you? I thought I would have to go into the ones where the clue actually says things like the Castle Freak bites the nipple off a character. 
<laughs> and then you would be is it cancel freak? Okay, let's let's do a little bit more of a tricky one here. So this one is rated okay. R. Um and it contains a few softcore sex scenes. A okay. woman punches a man. There is right. some drinking. They say shit once. I don't think there's a fuck in this one. You've got two more clues. So I'm going to give you one clue. And then after this clue, I'm going to try and hold on to this final clue. And I might have to downgrade your points. But some breasts and brief female frontal nudity. I don't know yet. That's, That's like all the full moon movies so far. Well, You've got three guesses. You don't want to risk one. All right, let me risk one. Puppet Master 3. I remember there being breasts and nudity and stuff. This is not Puppet Master 3. Oh. No way. Well, now now I think we have to downgrade you to two points. Some people are shot with a laser gun. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I might need another point. Some of the science fiction-y stuff, I don't. That's maybe a little bit of a blind spot for me sometimes. I'm the year man. is 1994. The year the movie came out? Yeah. Um, let's, is it Robot Jocks? It is not Robot Jocks. Uh-huh. Now, for one point, it's a movie that we have done on Junk Food Dinner. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Um, now I'm gonna feel really bad that I don't know what this is. Um, you probably picked it. I probably did. Um, junk food dinner. Is it Rage War? Is that's um, not 1994? No. no. Yeah, that's way earlier than that. I don't know. I don't know this one. Well, for zero points, it was. Test Tube Teens from the year oh, 2000. I love. I did pick that movie. I love that movie. And it's true. Some people are shot with a laser gun. You know, it's true what they say. That's true. That is definitely one of the like least signifying things you could say about that movie. Though there's a lot of time travel, like like robots. There's like a fake Terminator. There's maybe one laser gun that shoots one time. So that's that's a pretty tricky one. That's a tricky one. Yeah, well, and there's some drinking, you know? Well, this next yeah. one is even more tricky because this is rated PG for monster-related action violence. Sex and nudity, there's none. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, none. Hmm. Is this... Uh, that one, I think, Severed Heads, that Richard Elfman movie? Is that the name? Um, no. No. Shrunken Heads, I mean. No. 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 Okay. The monster attacks a few people. <laughs> this is so vague. <laughs> uh, well, I guess maybe all of them have been vague. But um, yeah, the, the vagueness was not a challenge for you before this entry. Yeah. Um, the monster attacks a few people. It's a monster in this movie. There is a monster. A famous monster. Of film famous, life. okay. Well, now you're leading me astray. I'm gonna. It's not Frankenstein. Um, is it prehysteria? 
You want to repeat that? Is it prehistoria? Um, no. No. Oh my god! It's not a monster in that movie. It's a dinosaur. But that's like the only one I can think of that would be PG. There's one clue left on the parents' guide. Under the section of profanity, it just says one thing with no other context. It just says under profanity. Oh my god! So presumably, <laughs> somebody was offended by the utterance of that phrase. These are the vaguest clues of all time. There's no possible way to get these. Um, I thought I gave you a great clue when I said that this was a famous monster of film land. Oh, is that right? Is there, is there like a, is it, is it the movie like, it's got like four different names, but is it like the creeps, the movie about like the little people who no, are also monsters? No, 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 It's no. not the creeps. It's not the little guys who are little monsters. No. This is a big guy. He was a pretty big monster. Pretty big monster? I mean, he's not like, you know, he's not Godzilla sized, but I would say, yeah, that's a big monster. Big monster. I have no clue. From 1998, Frankenstein Reborn. It was oh, Frankenstein. It was Frankenstein. I've, the, yeah. The right. whole time. Did you know that this movie exists? Is it bad? I th- is it the time travel Frankenstein movie? I think we did it on the show. I thought, Ooh. I didn't know it was Full Moon, if that's the one I'm thinking of. The classic story gets a new spin when a young girl is intrigued by the secret experiments of her uncle until she's confronted by his creation. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I, Starring I, Ethan Wilde as the monster. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not even... I, don't, I know I've never seen it before. If it's not that junk food. Oh, this... Uh, no, I've not seen this one. I have not. I remember well, it now. It's, it's rated PG, so I'm, I'm sure that a full moon release that's rated PG is going to be great. I'll check it out. All right, just a couple more here. This feature was rated R for fantasy slash horror violence and language. Mm-hmm. Some of that language includes many uses of fuck and shit and one MFR. Oh, okay. Uh, crude humor involving language. Mostly said by a baby character. Oh, this is uh, Demonic Toys. This is Demonic Toys. <laughs> Just the inclusion of a, of a foul-mouthed baby was enough for you. Yeah, that's easy. That's child's play, that, that one. All right, what about this film that is rated R for drug use and language throughout, some sexual content and nudity? 29 F-words. Okay. That's a good amount. Very little violence. Some karate fighting. That's it. No blood, no gore. Sounds more like a review than a parent's guide. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just bloodless karate fighting. Mm. There is a couple different scenes of tits throughout the movie, but they're supposed to be aliens. Alien tits. Is it Doll Man? It is not Doll Man. Ah. Give you one more know. guess at a three-point okay. level. Okay. Because we got one clue left on this movie. All right. I need. Well, okay. Um, I'll give you a year. 
Yeah, what year is this? The year is 2011. 2011? Whew. That's... That's the Dark Ages. Usually full, full Moon was good in the 90s. Full Moon is good like the last five years. Everything in the middle is a little iffy. Um, is it... I'm just going to super guess. Is it Killjoy Part 3? It is not Killjoy Part 3. <laughs> oh, okay. The final clue on the parent's guide under the section of alcohol, drugs, and smoking, it just says... And, and by the way, before I say what it is, let me just tell you that four out of four IMDb users rated this advice as correct. Okay. And so... The phrase here under alcohol, drugs, and smoking is just, yes, people smoking weed and taking hits from bongs. Oh, this is, got it. This is the evil bong. You're saying it's evil bong part one? Well, yeah. And so I hope you're not trying to trick me by making it an evil bong part three or something. But yeah, well, I, I did trick you. And because you said that it would be part one, <laughs> um, I'm going to give you no. the official no. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, it's it's evil bong three, Wrath of the Bong 2011, dude. Oh, I should have known. See, I, I, I thought with that Killjoy 3. I, I was thinking 3. I should have known it would be number 3. I blew it. Well, what do you think about this movie? Rated R for strong sexual content, violence, and some language. A man drinks a beer. A woman is prescribed Valium. And another woman is drugged. And a beer. And drugged. Many frightening scenes towards the end. The movie becomes quite intense. Intense content such as molestation, rape, death, kinky sexual intercourse involving strangulation. Is it? I don't know if... if the, I think this was an Empire movie, not a Full Moon movie, but is it From Beyond? It is not From Beyond. <gasps> a man's head gets smashed in quite gory... And a man's p face is peeled off to reveal a really ugly face underneath. <laughs> like just like an unattractive man, like a slightly more yeah, unattractive it's, guy. It's kind of a harsh judgment. <laughs> yeah. Many um, scenes involving, involving sexual intercourse. No nudity except for one bare breast. One solo bare breast? That makes it tricky. All right, for one point, you're going all the way down to one point. Yeah. After a man's face is peeled off to reveal a really ugly face underneath, you know what happens? The deathbed bleeds. I have no idea. I feel like I should know this. This sounds like a pretty good movie. It's, in fact, Deathbed from 2002. Oh, I've never seen that one. That's, that's why the deathbed is bleeding. Oh, I guess that would make sense. I didn't even, I don't even, I never even heard of this movie. Well, it's out there. Right. It's, well, isn't there another one from like the 80s that's like something, the bed that eats people? Is it just called Deathbed, the, the bed that eats people? There's another one that's like a yeah, not an empire yeah. or not a full moon. Yeah, I know about that one. That's like, yeah. I, I know the, I can imagine, I can see the VHS cover of that one in my mind. But, um, well, all right, fair enough. Yeah, you got me on that one. All right, well, final, final one. This is too good to skip. Uh, this movie was rated R for violence, language, and sexuality. First clue, a Playboy magazine is seen briefly twice. One of those times, 
topless woman is seen from the side. Also, a vagina and a butthole are shown from behind. A vagina and a butthole are shown from behind? Yeah, that's the number one parent's guide listing on this movie. An actual butthole is in this movie? It's not clear to me because the second listing on here says, a man and a woman are seen in bed together. No nudity. Lasts maybe six seconds. Okay. But those could be different scenes. I guess there's one scene where they wanted to point out that people are seen in a bed together, even though that presumably takes place in the same movie where we see a butthole from behind. Yeah. Um, is it Unlucky Charms? I don't even know what the hell that is, dude. It's like a leprechaun movie. It's like all these like sexy, like pinup model, naked, like playboy models get together in a mansion and then like a leprechaun shows up and terrorizes them. So that because you said there was a playboy, I thought maybe it was that movie since it's about like playboy ladies, but no, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that no. Uh, but under the section, alcohol, drugs, and smoking, not much. A bum appears drunk. That's something. Okay. Well, a bum does appear drunk from time to time. I have no clue. Um, what can I say here without completely giving it away? A woman is seen in a bikini. <laughs> People are chased by the subject of this film, as you might expect in a horror movie. Um <laughs> Oh, uh, a character tries to impregnate a woman so she can birth his demon lord. The woman is seen in a bra, but the character is stopped from doing anything. This is mentioned later a few times. A demon lord? I feel like this might be... Oh, might be what? I feel like this might be one of the Killjoy movies. Those movies kind of get crazy. Um, Is it... I will reread that sentence with the character not obscured. Okay. A baby doll tries to impregnate a woman so she can birth his demon oh, lord. Is this Demonic Toys Part 2? Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, is that the same thing? That's a different thing. Well, I mean, technically, Dollman versus Demonic Toys is Demonic Toys Part 2, and then there's a Demonic Toys Part 2 that came out afterwards, which is technically Demonic Toys Part 3. Um, I was thinking that one, but I will gladly take the points on a technicality. Um, no, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's not, I mean, I would have been willing, but Kevin's not willing. So you got, what did you get? You got four out of eight. Not too bad. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad at myself. That's pretty good. Some of those were pretty, I mean, I've seen, if I were to consult Letterboxd, I mean, I think I've seen probably 75 full moon movies. So the fact that you even found some that I hadn't seen to get some of these for is, is pretty outstanding. So you had to, you had to look hard to find some obscure stuff. So I'm pretty proud of myself here. I, I think that's uh, I mean, by my calculation, I think you won the game. I think you performed best on anybody that was playing today. So congratulations. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. I'm going to have to rewatch that Dollman versus Demonic Toys to see that butthole. <laughs> I know, yeah. Do a uh, do a YouTube video where you, you chronicle the appearance of the butthole, much like those uh, breakdowns of the end of Teen Wolf and the testicles. 
<laughs> do a reaction video where it's just my face like shocked at when the butthole pops up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm proud of myself. That was a good game. Uh, I hope everybody out there did well uh, as well. And perhaps even uh, this next person, this person who left us some voicemails uh, did well while listening. Uh, I hope that's the case. Uh, would you like to check in with our, our voicemail, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. I knew it. We've got one. It's, uh, it's from our man down under here. Hey, guys. It's Tom from Adelaide. How you doing? Uh, yeah, look, uh, and, you know, barring some kind of uh, lottery winner or something like that, I will not be making it to the meetup in March, which is sad because I really wanted to stay in those poopy toilet hotels with you guys and, you know, uh, go see the chick from Species and Tasha Hemstridge. But, alas, you know, I'm on the other side of the world and finances aren't great. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, Sean, I'm really glad you enjoyed talking to me. You know, it means I didn't waste all of my time just, you know, yapping on at you guys, you know, incessantly about it. Uh, it's uh, a really good film, and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you dug it. Parker, man, you really got to get onto that Yogos Lanthimos a bit more than the lobster, man. Check out Killing of the Sacred Deer and also the new one, Poor Things. They're both fucking awesome. And I am currently in the middle of uh, watching um, The Favourite, and it's pretty good so far. Uh, I'm off to a 45th birthday party tonight, um, which you know you would assume might be dignified given the age and all that, but no, it's at a pub, and I, it's my ex-housemate, and you know I know he was going to go crazy. So uh, you know, pray for me for Sunday morning. Um, okay, yeah, well, have a good one, guys. Uh, take care. Cheers. Hello. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell yeah, Tom. Uh, we all like talk to me here. Um, and yeah, it's a bummer you won't be able to make it, but understandable considering you live on the other side of the earth. Um, I did recently discover, as I mentioned in the Discord, that Ohio is roughly the same size as Tasmania, so I feel like a future meetup has to be in Tasmania. Uh, based on that geography that really interests me. Um, so we're, we're coming for you next time. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for suggesting talk to me. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, if you're out there and you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's, it's on the streaming platforms. Yeah, I rented it for $3 the other day. A very good deal. Yeah, I mean, that's seventeen dollars less than I plopped down on Nick Cage's weirdo dream flick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the JFD meetup is coming up. Uh, it's going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio, March twenty two. My dogs are going crazy. Uh, twenty two to twenty four, I believe. Uh, we're going to go to the Horror Hound Convention in Sharonville, Ohio, which is right outside of Cincinnati. Uh, a bunch of folks are coming. Uh, we've been talking about it in the Discord. So if you're not part of the Discord, you should join the Discord. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Big horror convention. We're going to get our picture taken with Natasha Henstridge from Species. We're going to ask her if she's got Species. It's going to be great. She's not going to understand. She's going to think we're weird. That's <laughs> real entrapment. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. So. Uh, there might also be some other surprises. I don't, 
I don't know yet. There's going to be some some stuff going on. It's going to be fun. Would you wager to guess that there would be some Skyline Chili included in that lineup of surprises? Well, yeah, there's definitely going to be Skyline Chili. Uh, me and Kevin were talking about places to eat today. Um, and he was asking me if I wanted to go immediately from the airport to Skyline. And I said, we got to hold off because we got to wait for everybody to be there. Like we're, we're all going to go, like all the listeners who are coming and like all of our friends who are going to be in town. We're all going to go as a family to Skyline, so it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Um, it's going to be real joyous. Some of these people who've never had Skyline proper, it's going to be delightful. Although now that I've had Chili Johns, I don't know. Maybe I won't even like Skyline because that Chili John, he knows how to make some fucking chili. So um, maybe for the next meetup, we'll all meet up in Burbank and go to <laughs> go visit Chili John. I think, you know, chili-based destinations might be the name of the game for JFD meetups, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Go down to Terlingua for the uh, annual chili cook-off down there. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be like a town that does like a chili dog festival. There used to be a hot dog festival up here uh, close to the mountains, but I don't, I think since COVID they haven't done it. But uh, yeah, there's got to be something like that. I feel like since Ilkhan faded... The uh, the shoreline of Northern California has been absent of chili dog festivals, but in my recollection, there used to be a, a Ilkhan driven chili dog fest on that beach up there in SF. Yeah, the summers in Northern California full of chili dogs, but ever since those guys stopped, yeah, it's sometimes you'll find a chili dog in the winter, but never in the summer. Never in yeah. the summer. I mean, they still wash up on shore sometimes. <laughs> But locals are advised not to partake. Yeah. Um, But with all that being said, oh, if you want to send us some voicemails, do so by calling 347-746-JUNK. Let us know if you're coming to the meetup. Let us know how you feel about full moon movies. Um, Do that. But in in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the gingerweed man. So stick around. Oh, my God. best you can be. junk food supper the movie we'll be discussing tonight is the gingerweed man from 2021 uh this is a movie directed by brooks davis who also did gingerweed man chapter two uh famous tna two 
bring her to me from 2023. So maybe I should see that before making my list. Um, this is a full moon movie. It is uh, part of the the huge evil bong and uh, ginger dead man cinematic universe, which is 20 movies large at this point. Um, this is a spinoff of those movies. In one of them, probably Evil Bong versus Ginger Dead Man. Uh, somehow, this little gingerweed man came into being. I don't remember if the Ginger Dead Man and the Evil Bong had sex or what the deal was. It's been a while since I've seen those. Um, I watched like the entire series over one uh, one weekend a few years ago. And I must have been smoking some heavy doobies at the time. Well, and but. speaking of it being a long time, I just noticed that I think we reviewed the original Evil Bong on the show almost exactly 10 years ago now, in April of 2014. That is wild. Because um, I've always wanted to do the rest of the series. So I, I don't know how I let time escape me that way without, not, without doing another one. But... Um, yeah, do you remember you and Kevin? I think you, I assume it was you. Was it you on the show or was it still Mark even at that point? It might have been Rusty. Could have been. I remember whoever it was who wasn't me didn't like that movie. <clears throat> but all those movies get sillier and sillier as they go on. And um, I kind of like most of them. But what I really like is the Gingerweed Man. I think he's the standout character. Gingerweed Man. Um, in this movie, as we pick up in this movie, <clears throat> which, um, he is a little green Muppet guy who sells weed and he has a British accent, but he also says Crikey a lot, which is funny to me because whenever I do my British accent, I also say Crikey, even though I started doing mine way before this movie came out. So they're kind of ripping me off, but. Um, I actually yeah, had I have a the kin- same thought watching this. I, I thought that maybe you might be owed royalties on this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely seek other options against full moon. If not for the fact that like, I just love Gingerweed man so much that I'm cool with it. Um, yeah. So he, he's just like a little guy. He sells weed. Uh, we get like a, an extended sequence where he delivers weed to uh, people in his neighborhood. I think he lives like in Venice Beach or something, it says. And he rides around on this tiny little scooter and he drops weed off to people. And one person that he drops weed off to is like a, a stuffy old guy who the gingerweed, who has like a hot wife who the gingerweed man has sex with and cuckolds the man in a very silly scene where he's like, He's playing her butt like a bongo, and like he's got this weird tongue Next thing hanging. He's boning this chick. He's boning this chick. So the gingerweed man, he's living his life, living it up. Um, and at the same time, we find out that there's like a weird scientist who has like created like the ultimate dank nug, as the kids say, <laughs> um, and like some sort of weird lady who I believe is played by. Uh, who is she played by? I don't know. She played by somebody. Um, Ellie Jane, this character of Smokahontas. I like that witch. <laughs> she is. She shows up and she she kills the scientist and she take she tries to get the dank nug, 
But the scientist escapes. He gives this nug, who they call Buddy, I think that's his name, uh, to the gingerweed man. And now gingerweed man has to protect this guy and raise him. And so gingerweed man and his sidekick, who also runs the dispensary, they have to escape these shadowy figures who want this buddy. That's the basic plot. This movie's 49 minutes long, so there's not a lot of plot. Um, this movie, like whether or not you will enjoy this movie really depends on how much you like to just be a silly goose. As a matter of fact, I smoke pot. And how much you smoke pot. Um, now me, I don't smoke a lot of weeds, so but I'm very high on the silly scale. I so like kinda, those drugs. <laughs> so it can go either way. Like you can like maybe smoke a lot of pot, but like not be so silly, and then like that would also get you into this movie. But it would be like perfect if you smoked a lot of pot and were very silly. Like this movie would be made for you. Um, but it's also very cheap and very stupid. So if I would imagine most people would not like this movie, which is why I imagine Sean, this is why I framed it as I did last week that you would hate this movie because yeah, you sure did. It's very cheap, very cheap movie. I saw on, on Wikipedia it said that they made this for a hundred thousand dollars, which I feel like cannot be the case. I, I feel like it was made for much less than that. And a hundred thousand is like almost nothing. Um, and it's very like the humor is very specific. If you're not gonna laugh at like a little puppet smoking weed and looking at boobies, this is not for you. And ha! so I don't know. So I figured this would not be for you. It tickles me. A little puppet with an English accent smoking weed. I love it. Tickling like ass with a feather. <laughs> it's fantastic. But how did you feel about this, Sean? Well, Bowman, I, you know, I think it's really cool that you were able to stream this on Tubi, that this is available for free on, on Tubi these days. I mean, that's awesome. For me, mm-hmm. I, I was able to use my trusty 4K Collector's Edition Platinum Steelbook uh, when I wanted to watch this because <laughs> I'm the number one ginger weedsman. Uh, not really. Um, yeah, I think the, evil, <laughs> the first Evil Bong movie is the only one of the series that I've seen so far. Um, I gave it... I think I gave it two and a half stars on Letterboxd, which is not that low considering what it is, you know, but uh, this is not a series that really ever called my name and, you know, I I never really pursued it. Um, So not being too familiar with this franchise, I I do feel like I kind of missed out on some sort of origin story that might maybe explain why the ginger weed man's mouth is animated like those old segments on Conan O'Brien where <laughs> Robert Smigel's lips would be behind a, you know, a Photoshopped photo of some celebrity. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, well, it's weird that they do that because the lips aren't like human lips, like in the Conan thing. I think it's the lips of a different puppet that can move. So I have no idea what's going on with that effect. It must be that, like the main puppet is too small for them to get any kind of movement in those oh, lips or something. And maybe they've that, got a bigger yeah. one that's like hand sized. That's um, a good point. Yeah. It looks bad, but also you could argue that, you know, it, it looks funny in a way that kind of contributes to the, the overall funniness of the thing. So I didn't hate that. Um, I, I, I guess I would actually say it was kind of a fun surprise, um, you know, and this actually has a, a few fun surprises going for it. Like um, 
early on, there's a scene where there's that dude that looks like Jonah Ray using a computer. And I was surprised to see that um, in 2021, we are still using the Matrix text when a guy is like hacking on a computer, <laughs> that that's still a thing being done in movies. Probably like most of the people watching this didn't even uh, ever see the Matrix because they're so young. Um but cool that they're still doing it, I guess. Um, I was less surprised that there were boobs within the first few minutes of this and then uh, pretty much consistently throughout the entire thing. Uh, not mm-hmm. that I'm complaining, but um, definitely some boobs. Um, oh, actually, the guy that looks like Jonah Ray is also wearing a Howard the Duck shirt. And I was pretty surprised to see Full Moon shilling for Disney slash Marvel. I mean, maybe it's just the like Charles mm-hmm. Band doesn't know what Howard the Duck is or something, but I don't know how that slipped by. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that guy. Cause he, he's like, when he gives buddy over to Gingerweed man, he's like dying and Gingerweed man like accuses him of being sleepy because he's like passing out. And I think that's funny. And then later on, there's this like a scene where like somebody mentions that guy or like they show a picture of him on a computer and Gingerweed man goes, Oh, it's that sleepy guy. That's <laughs> very funny to me. It's it seems funny in the re, in, in the retelling here, but I don't actually recall actually laughing at it during the runtime. But that that might be I my like, favorite joke in this whole movie. I like the way that it tickles you. Um, <laughs> I, I was also surprised by the fact that this didn't look terrible. I, I guess cheap digital cameras are getting pretty good now because this had. I thought a, a reasonably good look to it, the way that it's shot, at least. I mean, there's <laughs> not anything of value in the frame, but the frame itself I thought was serviceable. Um, mm-hmm. What else did I learn watching this? Oh, I, I learned that the city of Long Beach has bright purple trash cans, I guess, for some reason. You know, like the the resident trash can that you get from the city is bright purple. I saw that in the background of a scene Never knew that. I've been to Long Beach many times, never saw one of those. So uh, that was interesting. I mean, overall, this is just kind of as dumb as I expected. So I wasn't really surprised by its dumbness. Um, It's not really funny to me, at least for most of its runtime, nor is it ever even remotely scary, despite the fact that Tubi very generously terms this as a horror slash comedy. Um, (laughs) You know, it's it's just a dumb kind of ginger weed man movie. It, it's pretty much exactly like what you would expect. It does feel kind of coldly calculated at some points in time where like, you know, it feels like they're just throwing in things that they think that stoner kids will like, whether it's random skateboarders or graffiti artists or cool jazz music or things like this that just feel like kind of shameless attempts to appeal to stoners. Um, and boobs, which, you know, I'm not going to shoot down the opportunity to see fresh boobs on screen. Uh, but as we have learned from Bill Zabub, strippers don't often make the best actresses. So <laughs> don't come to this, you know, expecting any kind of great, uh, acting talent. Although at least they are California strippers and not New Jersey strippers. So it is kind of a, a step up. Yeah. And, did, well, did you like those strippers? Um, I mean, I th- I think they're fine. Like, I've definitely seen much worse strippers as actresses in movies. Um, 
The girl yeah. who plays the sidekick, I forget her name. Um, she's actually pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, they they weren't that bad. Um, yeah. And fun. as for the gingerweed man himself, I'm you know I'm not here to deny the the cuteness of this gingerweed man. He's it's pretty cute. I, I thought he was adorable. And um, <laughs> I did laugh exactly one time. Uh, there's a point in this where like the weed fairy character is explaining the concept of weed heaven. And uh, the gingerweed man responds with the line, unbeweedable, <laughs> which I enjoyed. And I, I think he calls it back later. And that was maybe one time too many. But that original unbeweedable kind of funny. So this isn't exactly the worst thing that I've ever seen for sure. It just kind of has really nothing to recommend about it other than it's very short runtime and the fact that it could have been much worse. So uh, I don't think I'm in a rush to see this sequel that I guess came out the same year as this. I think the sequel is also Mm -hmm. 2021, but if you picked it for yeah. the show and assuming it's also 45 minutes or so, I'm sure I would survive it. Um, and yeah, I think if you do like this kind of, like if you're a big fan of the evil bong series, you'll probably like this, I guess it, it, this couldn't be, you know, I don't think it, it's much worse than the other ones. Yeah. I think this is probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, probably. I think, one there's an evil bong movie where they go to like Vegas or something. That's kind of fun, but um, yeah, that's the, impressive. The I one, mean, just oh. despite the fact that it has no big celebrity cameos, right? Like there is no Tommy Chong in this or anything like that. There's no like not a Doug Benson. Yeah, no. Some of the yeah, some of the evil bong movies get get fun cameos. Like I think Tommy Chong's in one of them. Uh, that one guy from Fast Times who says, I can't wait a minute. You've made me late enough already. He's in like all of them. Um, Darcy, the male girls in a couple of them. Like, yeah, th- some of them have fun cameos. And then if, like Ginger Dead Man shows up in a bunch of them. I think uh, Tim Thomerson shows up in one, maybe like Jack Death from Trancers. So yeah, there's there's fun cameos in, in some of those. <clears throat> but the second part of this is actually only like 20 minutes long or something which is a little bit on the short side, but this is something the full moon does now, which I think really plays to their strengths is that they'll put out like serialized movies, like rather than put out a 90 minute movie or whatever, like they'll put it out like this, where they'll put out like, you know, this is 49 minutes long. They'll put out the 49 minute part of it. And then like a month later, they'll release, you know, another 45 minutes or another half an hour long part. Um, they do that with these. They do that with the new Demonic Toys movies. There's like they rebooted um, Reanimator, and there's like four of those, and they're all like thirty or forty five minutes long. And I think that really plays to their strengths because if this was ninety minutes, I would probably not like it because it is kind of just the one joke, and you can't really stretch it out like that. And so I think that releasing movies like this, where it's like a half an hour or forty five minutes once a month really plays to their strengths. And I think that that's part of why I've been enjoying what they've been doing lately so much. Yeah. I mean, in the age of streaming, you might as well. I mean, it's not like you need to fill mm-hmm. a consistent time slot or, you know, worry about, a, you know, theater owners complaining that you tried to put out a 22 minute movie or whatever. Like, yeah, it can be any duration. And I actually think that like short films are, 
kind of undervalued because there's a lot of times where maybe it's late at night, maybe 90 minutes is too much for me, but I, I kind of want to watch something that's, you know, 30 minutes to an hour or something before I go to sleep. Like I'm, I'm often in that situation where I don't have a ton of time, but I do want to see something. And so, yeah, I love the fact that we are getting more of that now where even, you know, like TV shows seemingly can be whatever length they want if they go, you know, straight to streaming and uh, yeah, why not let movie studios just make random weird short films if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think all the, the full moon stuff is, I think they put it first up on their full moon streaming service. And then after like a month or two, they'll put it on like Tubi and crackle and all those places to rent, which seems to work out pretty well for them. I think, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good model. Yeah. To just, you know, like you said, like, if you've only got 20 minutes, yeah, go ahead and watch Gingerweed Man Part 2. That, you know, that's all it takes. You just watch it, giggle twice, and you will have spent a, you know, spent your time wisely, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to doing what Tom from Australia did, bro, you, you paused Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite, halfway through to go to a, a birthday party for your... Come on, man. Jeez, you got to watch that <laughs> thing in one sitting. <laughs> Well, Yorgos needs to start releasing his movies this way, you know? If The Lobster was 45 minutes at that hotel and then 45 minutes in the in the woods, I feel like I'd like it a lot more if it was split in two that way. But Yeah, that might be true. Well, take before, a from, we watch, Charles Band. before we watch Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is not my pick for next week, but eventually we will watch it. Let me just tell mm-hmm. you, it's awful. You're going to hate it. It's going to be one of your worst experiences <laughs> watching a movie of all time. Okay. Well, all right. This does sound horrible. But do watch it with those expectations in mind. Okay. Yeah. But I guess that, that wraps it up for Gingerweed Man. I, like I said, I do own a little Gingerweed Man statue. I got him when we were all in Vegas last year. Did he watch the oh, movie I, with you? He did. He's always there in my living room with me. Um, that's one thing I did want to mention is that I got it. I got little gingerweed man at the Tom Devlin monster museum in Vegas. Tom Devlin is the guy who did all the, the, the effects in this movie, like the puppet effects and the special effects. Um, which is why he had so many gingerweed men's in the museum, like actual screen used gingerweed men's. So, uh, so that's kind of cool, I guess, but I love having that little gingerweed man in my house. I think he's cute. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't he, you know, he's, Unbeweedably cute. Yeah. Next time I go to that museum, I'll I'll get you one too, so that you can have one. <laughs> so I can represent my fandom. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, what kind of fandoms will we be representing in two weeks from now, Sean Byron? Well, I think you already know the answer to that question, right? What What kinds of fandoms? Science fiction fandoms. In a sense, yes. Fandoms of the opera? Mm, Not so much, although we all know that Roger Ebert does consider himself to be one. (laughs) That's true. Is it uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer? Is is that what we're watching next time? It's not The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's not The Killing of a Sacred Flower Moon. Okay. Um... And in fact, it's not a journey to the center of the earth. And and when I say that, Ooh. I don't want you to think that you've 
been victorious here. This is not in reaction to your selection of ginger weed man. You have not, you've not defeated me in my quest to bring all of these journeys <laughs> to the podcast. I was just thinking, you know what? This is my last chance to celebrate Japanuary next week. We will be recording within the month of Japanuary. I think mm-hmm. the episode will actually come out within Sci-Fi February. So I'm thinking I got to bridge the gap here between Japanuary and Sci-Fi February with a Japanese Sci-Fi pick. Does that sound more amenable to you than Willie Fogg's Journey to the Center of the Earth? Well, I'm telling these sons of bitches that I respect the Japanese of this country. Okay, well that that sounds like an affirmation to me. So I'll give you two picks. Let me know which of these sounds better to you. We could either watch Message from Space. This is a 1978 Japanese sci-fi flick from director Kinji Fukusaku. Or we could watch Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. That's a 1984 Japanese sci-fi anime feature from Hayao Miyazaki. Hmm. Hayao Miyazaki's. Let me see. I'm looking up this message from space right now. It looks pretty good. It looks like there's a big feats man in, in the crew. Yeah, I think I there might be a, a, a Yetisman. Well, after that movie last week, maybe I'm sick of Yetisman. Let's try. I've heard a lot of things about this young up and coming uh, director, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, so let's try him out. Let's talk about him. Okay. I think it could be a Hayao point of this podcast. <laughs> When we review <laughs> Nausicaa Valley of the Wind from 1984. Not next week, but two weeks from now on the show. Two weeks. Next week we'll be here with Kevin. We'll be talking about, oh, it's going to be Happy Nude Year. We're talking about Kiss Me Quick. Uh, the anus movie that you're doing. <laughs> and something else that Kevin picked. What's the anus yeah. movie you picked? Oh, it's I Love It From Behind, another <laughs> Japanese feature. Yep. A movie about an anus. Um, okay. Well, yeah. All that sounds good. Very exciting. Um, in the meantime. Fewer anuses, though, in, the, in Nausicaa Valley of the Wind from Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Um, in the meantime. Let us know what's going on with you. Send us a voicemail, 347-746-JUNK. That's 347-5865. Oh, also, I do want to shout out, we've been getting emails from archive.org, where we put all our episodes. Um, Someone has been very nice in, like, reviewing our episodes on Archive and saying that they're good episodes and stuff, saying nice things about us, so... I forget what that guy's name is. It's like Death Viking or something, maybe something cool like that. So I just wanted to say hi to that guy. Thank you for doing that. I like those guys. I like those guys. Um, You know, it's very, it's, I don't think we've ever gotten like a review on there in our entire lives. And then a couple of months ago, some started up because this guy who's doing it, he's got his own, you know, he he dances to the beat of his own drum. He's got his own MO, (laughs) modus operandi. So, so yeah, thank you to that guy. Um, you know, you can also like review us on iTunes and stuff. I think that's still a thing that people do. Um, if you're not, you know, if you're not on archive.org or just tell your friends, send the show to your friends. 
Yeah. Unless they're cops. Yeah, definitely don't do it then. We would get arrested. Uh, but yeah, if you know somebody who likes weed or full moon movies, send them this episode, you know? Let, us, let them know what we're up to over here. Uh, or br- just bring them to the meetup, you know? They can just like us personally and then get into the podcast that way. That That's could be a weird way. real entrapment. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So yeah, I guess until next time, this is Parker for Sean saying thanks for having fun.